Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Today we are in a new series called Solomon. It's a study on the, on the King Solomon, the wisest that never was. The wisest that never was was and this is going to be it's just going to be a great study on the life of Solomon and um we're going to get kind of to the to the the wisest that never was next week and the third week and the fourth week but today I want to talk about the good things that Solomon did and there was a lot of good things that he did and we're going to kind of focus in on one of those this morning because my personality leans to picking things apart how many of you guys are that way you know what I'm saying so like we evaluate Sundays and if something went wrong we're like man we got to get better there we got to get better there we got to get better there and there could be all these great things that happen but we're kind of trying to zero in on what didn't go right right and so that's 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 where I kind of go with when it comes to Solomon and if I'm not careful I can be how I can spend a whole series talking about how Solomon didn't finish well instead of what he did really really good so today i want to spend one week talking about what solomon did really good and then learning from his failures because i think that's wisdom when you learn from other people's successes and failures so you don't make their same failures in your own life and today i want to talk to you my my title my sermon is simply this superfoods and dr pepper superfoods and Dr. Pepper, and if you don't know what superfoods are, hang on, because we're going to take you for a ride. Um, if you were given like three wishes, I think most of us have seen the Disney movie Aladdin, right? And the genie pops out of the bottle, and you get to make three wishes, right? And um, you can't make any more wishes, like can't wish for more wishes. Um, you have to make three wishes. I, I think all of us have kind of probably played that game. Um, the, the harder game for me is if you were only given one wish. One wish, what would it be? What would some of your wishes be this morning? Anybody? What? More wishes. wishes. You can't say that one. I just said that. Like, okay, okay, okay. So money, some, some, I'm I'm hearing some. So, so I, I would love to stand up here and say, now, if I was given this one wish, right? If I had a genie in a bottle that I would rub just the right way, right? Like, I'm a genie in the bottle. You got to rub me. Um, Anyways. It's the best Christina Aguilera I got, right? I'm just going to say. But if I had this one wish moment, I'm going to give you my super, super spiritual, just Christ-like answer um, that I really would probably have wished this, and it's a good thing I'm not Solomon. I would have wished for the ability and the power, like I, I, I think this would just be so cool to have the ability and power of teleportation. 
like to close my eyes and poof, I'm somewhere else, right? And like, if anybody is like, like if you just gotta hold my hand and we're going to Kenya, you're right, you know what I'm saying? Like, hold my hand and we're going to Fiji. Hold my hand and we're just like, bam, we're there. Because I'm just gonna tell you, it wears me out. Like, I enjoy traveling, but I am not good at sitting still. Imagine that, right? I'm just not good at it. And so there are times where I'm about to lose my mind up in here, right? Like, I'm just about to lose. I don't know what's going on in my brain this morning, um, but I'm about to lose it when I'm having to sit still. And I wish I could just be like, boink, I'm there and I'm back home. And, and, and why I'm not ever going to have the chance to make a wish, right? Have, have this make a wish moment. And most of us, I would say all of us in this place, God is not going to show up in one of your dreams and say like, hey, Brandon, Bro, what would be your wish? It's not, it's not gonna happen, right? Like, and if you tell me that, I'm not gonna believe you. So, um, while that's not gonna happen to us, it actually did happen in a guy's life named Solomon. And it talks about it in 1 Kings chapter three, verse five, it says this. That night, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream, and God said, what do you want? And I could preach that right there, because a lot of us, we don't even know what we want from the Lord if he was to show up and ask us. And the reason we're not going the direction that the Lord is asking us to go, because we don't even know what the Lord is asking from, we don't even know what we want. What do you want? Ask, and I will give it to you. And Solomon replies in verse 7, Now, O Lord my God, you have made me king instead of my father David. But I am like a little child who doesn't know his way around. I don't know what to do, Right? And here I am, in the midst of your own chosen people, a nation so great and numerous, they cannot be counted. Give me an understanding heart, so that I can govern your people well, and know the, know the difference between right and wrong. For who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours? And the Lord was pleased with, that Solomon had asked for wisdom. And I love that. Verse 10 just says, the Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for wisdom. And it goes on to talk about how God granted him wisdom, Solomon wisdom. And he's like, because you've asked for wisdom, because you asked for something so unselfishly, man, I'm going to make your name one that lives in honor and is full of riches and that you prosper in everything that you do. And here's what I love about Solomon's wish is that Solomon didn't wish for something stupid like, you know, trans teleportation, right? Like he didn't, he didn't ask for something dumb like your pastor would have. He asked for something that was really unselfish that didn't just affect Solomon's life, but affected everybody that was connected to Solomon's life. It affected a nation. And he asked for something called wisdom. And wisdom gets a lot of different definitions. Wisdom's known for different things, but here's the definition I'm going to give you for wisdom today. It is found out of the British Dictionary, and the British are never wrong, right? So the British Dictionary says this, wisdom is the ability or result of an ability to think and act, so not just to think good thoughts or wise thoughts, but to act utilizing knowledge, experience, understanding, common sense, right? Common sense ain't so common, right? That's what Will Rogers said, common sense and insights. To think and act utilizing knowledge, experience, understanding, common sense, and understanding and insight. And here's what I would tell you. Wisdom 
when it is applied and it is lived out, is like a superfood to your soul. Super, a superfood is this. It's everything you don't want to eat in your life. If it is a superfood, it's gross, right? It's kale. It's um, things that I can't pronounce, acai bowl, or is it an acai bowl? I don't know. Like, just, I can tell you a grape, but I can't pronounce, right? Here's the term superfood. Superfood is a fairly new term referring to foods that are, no, foods that offer maximum nutritional benefits for minimal calories. They are packed with vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. Here's what they are. They are packed full of things that are good for your health and good for your life. And can I tell you, that is exactly what wisdom is for your soul. Wisdom is packed full of all these things that help you, man, think better, help you choose better, and as a result, help you live your life in a better, wise way so that you and I would live making better choices and living with fewer regrets. And that's the goal. And that's what wisdom does, right? And check out what Proverbs chapter 3 talks about when it comes to wisdom and the effect that it has on your life. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13. Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. For wisdom is more profitable than Bitcoin, right? Than silver. And her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire, teleportation even, can compare with her. She offers you long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. She will guide you down delightful paths. Check out, this is the benefit of wisdom. It, it will guide you down delightful paths and all her ways are satisfying. Wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her and happy are those who hold her tightly. So how do you and I hold tightly onto wisdom? How do we not lose our grip on wisdom? Because here's what I've seen. A lot of us, we think the solution to our problems and to our life is more money. Can I tell you, more money is just going to make you more dysfunctional. And where a lot of us are at, we need to live our life out in a, in a wiser way than the way that we've been living it. And some of us, we did really good for a season, but we've lost our grip on it. So how do you and I hold tightly on to wisdom? I think one thing is we've got to understand what real wisdom is and what it really looks like. It's our first point. Wisdom isn't as much about what you say with your mouth, but is about the actions you take in your life. That's real wisdom. Wisdom isn't about what you say with your mouth. Not so much about what you're saying with your mouth, but is about the actions, how you are living out your life. James chapter 3, verse 13. If you are wise and understand God's way, prove it. Everybody say, prove it. Prove it. By living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. James goes for the jugular. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. But the wisdom from above is, first of all, pure, 
It's also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Here's what I love about this verse is James is saying this. If you are a wise person, if you are living a life of wisdom, here it is. Don't just tell me you're wise. Live it, right? Live it out. The proof is in the pudding. Don't just tell me you're wise, but you're still doing stupid things. Like Those things don't connect, right? Don't tell me you're a wise person, but your life is full of regrets from all the choices you have made. That things aren't lining up. If you're wise, prove it by living an honorable life. There's a trainer at our gym um, that I will never, ever, 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 ever use in my entire life. Did I ever say never, ever? Because never, ever. Um, and here's why. It's not because he's old. It's not because I'm necessarily in better shape, though I am. Um, but <clears throat> here's, what this, here's what this trainer does every morning when I see him is he has a Route 44 Dr. Pepper. Why he's telling, yelling at somebody else to do the exercises. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. And I, I've actually asked him, some of you are like, how do you know it's not water? Because I was like, hey, man, you're trying to get your water in? Oh, no. I don't have coffee, so I drink Dr. Pepper. I'm like, wait, wait. I don't drink 44 ounces of coffee, right? Like, I'm like, this isn't. <clears throat> coffee has like 10 calories. Yours has like 10,000, right? I'm just going. These things are not adding. And can I tell you, he's got all the knowledge. He knows what he's drinking. He's got all the knowledge that he could possibly ever need when it comes to exercising and health. The problem is he isn't applying what he knows. Right? And, and for a lot of us, it's not that we don't know what we ought to know. It's that we aren't applying the knowledge that God has put in our life. And therefore, man, we may know wise things to say. Can I tell you this? Wisdom isn't all of a sudden becoming some spiritual fortune cookie. It's not that you have these great one-liners, right? It's not that you become the spiritual Yoda, um, that you're just like, mm, you know, wise am I? Nothing, nothing like that. It's that you live your life out in a wise, wise way. Hear me. Wisdom bears fruit. You can't be a wise person without it showing up in the actions of your life. You can't be a wise person without it showing up in the actions of your life. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 7. He said, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. And wisdom's fruit, according to James, looks like this. It's pure. It's peace-loving. It's gentle. It's selfless. It's merciful. And it does good. This is the fruit of wisdom and it's not fake but it's sincere and is your life producing that is your life having that kind of effect not just in your life but wherever you go because that's the type of fruit wisdom yields that's the type of actions that are birthed out of your heart and out of your soul and for every teenager and every college student here hear me Man, it is never too early for you to step into the wisdom God has for you right now. 
Right? It is never. There are so many things. I was a good kid, but I was a stupid kid. I did so many stupid, stupid things. If I would have just, probably the biggest amen I'm getting all day. You sure were. Um, if there was a, a message I could have heard, it would just be, man, open my life up to the Holy Spirit in his way and him leading me into a wise way to live my life and not just knowing it, but applying it. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 3 through 12 says this. It says, cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the path of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will find the right way to go. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you and understanding will keep you safe. And wisdom will save you from evil people from whose words are twisted. If you want to know how to live a life of wisdom, this is it. It's found right here in Proverbs chapter 2. And it says this, very first verse, verse 3 actually, it says, Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. If you want to live a wise life, the first step to it is ask the Lord. Cry out for insight. Ask God for wisdom. So many of us think, oh, I don't need to ask for anything. Like, it makes me uncomfortable to ask people for things, right? Like, I am not that person. I will ask you for something right off the bat. Like, hey, man, this is what we need. This is what's going on. Can you do it, right? Ask the Lord for insight. Ask the Lord for wisdom. James chapter 1 verse 5 says this, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. <clears throat> it's not like in third grade class when I had a teacher named Miss Montgomery, meanest woman in the world, right? And I would ask a question because I didn't understand it. And yes, I was listening. And yes, I was sitting still. And she's like, you know, anytime she answers, she's like, yes, Justin, which was pretty much yes, stupid kid, right? Like the way she said it, I was like, I didn't want to ask, right? Because I didn't know what the response would be. Here's what the Bible's telling you. Ask. He's generous and he wants to grant you wisdom. This past week, back to yesterday, I did a very scientific Facebook poll because everything on Facebook is true, if you didn't know that. Um, and so, if you think I'm being serious, I'm not, it's calm down. Um, but um, I did a scientific poll about everybody's favorite Halloween candy. And I gotta tell you, some of you are messed up. Like you just, I don't know what you taste. I don't know what it is. But I'm gonna give you what came in last place, right? What, what nobody mentioned. And I'm just going to tell you, it's the grossest candy. If you buy this candy, shame on you. You should just give them a rock instead. Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers, worst candy bar of all time. It's like eating soggy chocolate. Boo me all you want. Nobody, if you're booing me, it's because you didn't recommend it. Nobody, I mean, people recommended candy corn and not a Three Musketeer, not even a boat of Three Musketeers, right? Somebody was like, about, like, well, what about the orange peanuts? I'm like, nobody hands out orange peanuts. Come on, guys. 
Like, we can buy a whole bag of these for a dollar. <laughs> no, like, no. Come on. But let me show you the champ. The champ of the day. Yeah. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. If you have a peanut allergy, this is not your day. I'm just going to tell you. Stay far away. Here, here's what I did. Um, I actually bought these Wednesday, right? Because I knew. I know, I, like you just know. And I tell you, I got a little bit of time here. here. Here's what I would say. Some of you, you know exactly what you ought to do. You're just not doing it. You don't need more wisdom. You need more obedience. Because he's put, he's put it right here. And it's just about you doing what you, 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 it's just as simple. You know, you know. But the reason I bought three bags of these from Sam's, right? Because two's a waste. Like, you just go buy, like, if you're in the checkout aisle and you're, like, getting ready to check out and you buy one of those candy bars, I'm going to tell you something. You are being suckered. Those cost, like, $1.25. You can get a Sam's bag of, like, 70 of these for $5. Come on, I'm not good at math, but I know this is a much better deal. And if I only had two of these, if I only had two Reese's peanut butter cups, like, like the normal serving size, which is so boring, come on, how do we get fat America? Right here, right? <laughs> if, if I only had two of those and you asked me for one of my Reese's peanut butter cups, I'm just going to be honest, I'm pretty good at sharing, but I'm not sharing that. I'm like, I only got two of these, man, go buy your own, like get out of here. You could send your cute little kid up at me, like, just ask Justin, he'll give it to you. No, I'm not, because I got two. <laughs> I got 70 of these things. Can I tell you, we're gonna have a party after service today, right? All I'm gonna do is hold these bags, and I gotta tell you, I, I will be so happy to give these out. You know why? Because I got 210 of these to give away today. <laughs> And I just added that up in my head. That's pretty quick. He's the God of miracles, right? Why, why do, why, why would I, why I would even be, like, have as many as you want. Get in there. Get you some, right? Get you some, son. Like, get you. Like, and can I tell you, God is doing the same thing when it comes to wisdom. He's not limited on it. He's just saying, come on and get you some, son. Like, get you some wisdom. All you have to do is ask. All you have to do is, and why would you not ask him when he has plenty of it? He's got plenty of it. So it's the exact, if you're not asking your heavenly father for wisdom who has plenty, you are being a fool. It's foolish not to ask. It's not needy. You're not going to be rebuked. But he has plenty and he is generous and giving it. So the first way to live a life of wisdom is you ask the Lord. The second way is that you search the word of God. I'm not going to forget those. Don't worry. You will search the word of God. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 4 says this, search for them as you would for silver and seek them like hidden treasures. If you were given a treasure map with a guaranteed treasure, like, just like, boom, here it is, guaranteed treasure. If you follow this map, 
millions of dollars of treasure are going to be there. All of us in this place, we would do whatever it took to find that treasure. And here's what Solomon says, is that wisdom is more profitable to you than silver, gold, more valuable than rubies. Anything that you can find, it is a treasure trove to your life. Can I tell you, there is a trail map and a treasure map that you and I have been given. And it is the Word of God. And literally, we have this map that guides us to where the treasure of wisdom. It's right here. One of my all-time favorite books is the book of Proverbs. I probably read it three to four times a year because it is so good, and it helps you, and it guides you in the right path that you should take. You don't know the right path to take? Get into God's Word and find out what to do, what His Word says about it. Well, Justin, I don't know where to find things. Here, let me give you something that's super tangible, super easy to do. Google it. Literally, you can Google what does the Bible say about fill in the blank. And can I tell you, there's a great website, you know, uh, Bible Gateway will usually pop up what the Bible says about lust, what the Bible says about marriage, what the Bible says about God's promises, what the Bible says about healing, what the Bible says about finances, what the Bible says about fill in the blank. And it's going to give you a treasure trove of Scripture. And here's why this is so important, because it says this in 2 Timothy chapter 3, all Scripture is inspired by God, and it's useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and it teaches us what to do, it teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. This right here is made for more than a doorstop. It's made for more than you just to crack it open when you're reading the Christmas story before everybody opens Christmas presents. Act like you don't. Come on. Man, this is a a guide, a, a trail map to true, true treasure that will never rust, that never, never will fade, but will teach you and guide you in a better way to live your life. And here's what I would tell you. The very first point, ask God. Search his word. Ask and search, right? Ask and search. Many of us, we're great at asking, but we're horrible at listening. We ask and we're like, well, he didn't say anything, so I'm just going to go do this. I'm going to just go eat a whole bag of Reese's Pieces, right? Like, I'm just going to, like, I, I didn't hear it was, I didn't, I didn't hear you say no, God, right? And, and we, we're great at asking, but we're not great at stopping and getting still and listening. And let me tell you something. Most of the time, the way that the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you is through his word. And let me throw this at you, and i got to keep moving. God never contradicts his word. It, when there's some crazy things being preached and there's some ridiculous things being spouted off, can I tell you, it, if it's going against scripture, it's going against God. Just, let me say that again. If it's going against scripture, it's going against God. And there's got to be something bigger and more of a solid foundation that you're basing your faith on than the latest sermon, the latest sermon series. But it's got to be based on the foundation of God's Word. And this is how He wants to speak through your life. How do you live a life of wisdom? You ask, you search, and the third thing is this, is you seek wise counsel. You seek wise counsel. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 7 says, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. The first thing I would tell you on this as far as when it says, ask, seek wise counsel, 
Humility takes time to ask. I've never seen a proud person be a wise person. Never seen it. In fact, if you read the Bible, there's a lot of things that travel along with pride and never, ever, ever as one of pride's companions, wisdom. But you know what always precedes wisdom? Humility. You know what always precedes a life of honor? Humility. And sometimes we're too busy being prideful and talking and giving all the answers instead of being humble and asking and listening. And the reason we don't know where to go is because we haven't surrounded us with people that are wiser than us and down the road a little bit further than us because we want to make ourselves feel good, right? And we want everybody else to think we're the kid in the room that has all the answers. But if you're going to truly be wise, man, humility, wisdom takes time to ask. James chapter 3, verse 13 says, if you're wise and understand God's way, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. Proverbs 12, 15 says this, fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. Are you listening others because the second thing I would tell you about seek wise counsel is this who you seek counsel from matters Woo! this is big who you seek counsel from matters if you're listening to somebody who says they are a wise person but their life isn't bearing the fruit of wisdom they are no squire sir they are not a hear me they're not, they're not a tree of wisdom. They're, they're bearing some fruit, all right, but it's not the fruit of wisdom. So, so let me flesh this out a little bit. If you're married in this place, if you are getting marriage advice from somebody that has been married seven times, <laughs> it's not a wise way to do it, right? Let's, let's be honest. Let's call it out, right? Okay. If you're married and... All my single people, I love you, and I'm coming after you in just a second. Right now, I'm picking all the married people. If you are getting marriage advice from somebody that is single and never been married and never gone through the obstacles and never figured out what it's like for two people to become one in a marriage, oh, they, never mind, I'm about, I'm about to go somewhere, stop. Um, but they, they, they just haven't, hear me, you shouldn't be getting marriage advice from your single friends. Right? All my single people here. All my single ladies, all my single ladies. I got that engine moving too quick today. <laughs> Queen B got F in there, right? Like, woo! That's <laughs> what I would say. All my single people, men and ladies, <laughs> keep it on the narrow here. If you're getting married or dating advice, by watching The Bachelor and Bachelorette. There's a better way. There's a better way. Parents, if you're getting how to raise children and parenting advice from people that don't have kids or Dr. Phil, there's a better, better. How's that working for you? Right now there's a better way for it. And here's what I'm saying. You need to find somebody whose fruit is evident to your life, 
right? Because you, you identify a tree by the fruit it bears is what Jesus says, and you identify people by the fruit that their life is producing. It's not that you're being, well, just, I'm trying not to be judgmental. Jesus isn't saying go and judge him and say, how dare you, shame on you. But you can be like, ooh, you are a mess, right? I'm not, I'm not getting wise counsel from you. I'll be your friend, but my wise counsel is going to somebody where I can see the fruit of their life producing the results that I want. And some of you, you've got to find people that are a stage ahead of you in life. Man, Casey and I have several couples that are a full step, two steps ahead of us in life that we seek wise counsel because I need it. I need it. And here's the, here's the goal, is that I would keep asking, and I would keep seeking, and I would keep searching for it. And some of us, we've stopped one of those three. And if you're going to live a wise life, this is what it says in the Bible. You've got to ask of the Lord, you've got to seek the Word, and you've got to search out wise counsel because here's the goal and it's found in proverbs 19 20 and i'm done says this get all the advice and instruction you can so you will be wise the rest of your life get all the advice and instruction you can so that you will be wise the rest of your life and this is my heart as a pastor you want to know what I want for you as your pastor? This verse to be the reality of your life. Because here it is. I've seen people be really wise for a season and then miss it on a big major season. And it's not enough just to be wise for a season. That's not the goal. Man, I killed it in my 20s and 30s, but I threw it away when I hit 40, right? But you know people like this. You know people who are trying to recover from their 20s and 30s being a wreck. And if you could go talk to that person and be like, man, there's a better way, right? And the better way is get all the advice and instruction you can so you will be wise the rest of your life that you would make wise choices, you would make better decisions, and the result would be this. You'd live with fewer regrets. You'd live with a lot less heartache. And that you wouldn't just own it for a season, but you would own it for a lifetime. Because that's a way better way to live. And if that's going to be a reality, if your life is going to be wise, not just in words, but in deeds, keep asking, keep seeking, and keep searching. And he will grant you wisdom that only he can give. Let's pray today. Lord, we love you. And I thank you for today, and I thank you for your goodness to us. And God, I, pr I pray today that wherever we are in life, that, Lord, we would just take an honest evaluation of where we are. And, Lord, there's, I, I know in my own life there's areas in my life that I need wisdom, that I need guidance. And so, Lord, I pray that we wouldn't feel shame. I pray that we wouldn't feel embarrassed if that's where we are, but we would almost be excited because at least we're identifying at least we're realizing, because Lord, that's the first step in us getting better. It isn't pretending that we're better, right? That's what James says. Don't, don't, if you're not living your life out in a wise, honorable way, don't cover it up by lying and boasting, by acting like you're not. Let there be a true evaluation and let there be change happens, because growing does equal changing, and we've got to keep changing if we want to keep growing. And Lord, there's some of us that we're just not doing wise things. 
And as a result, it's not bearing the things in our life and producing the things in our life that we desire. And it's not producing the things to other people that are connected to our life that we're desiring within our families, within our friendships, within our work environment, with everything. And so, Lord, I pray that we can blame everybody else or we can allow you to do your work in us. And we can humble ourselves and we can ask of you and we can seek your word and we can search out wise counsel so that we can live our life out in a better, better way, in the way you intended us to live it. So Lord, I pray today, don't let us be hearers of the word. Don't let us just know what to do, but let us be doers of it. Because you said that's the wise builder and the wise way to live our life. With heads bowed and eyes closed today, if you're here, maybe you're at home watching online and you say, Justin, I'm here today. And I, I know, I know, I know. I'm not where I should be in my relationship with them. You're here today and you say, Justin, I know that I need to get things right and I, I just keep putting it off. Maybe you're here and you've never asked Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of your life. Do you know that 1 John 1, 9 says this, that if we confess our sins, if we do our part, if we just confess that we don't have it together, that we've messed up, He is faithful and just to forgive us from all our unrighteousness, from all our sin. And today, if that is you today, Man, you need to recommit your life or just make a first-time decision. I'm going to count to three, and all I want you to do is raise your hand, and we're going to lead you in a prayer to change your life. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? You just say, Justin, that's me. Yep. Yep, there's two hands. There's three hands. There's four hands. Is there anyone else? You join these four hands that are lifted today, and you just say, Justin, that's me today. Yep. Is there anyone else? You join these five hands that are lifted before we go any further in service today. Can I tell you, this isn't something to be embarrassed about. This isn't something to be timid about. But man, this is something to be excited about. The change is happening and change is occurring. Is there anyone else before we go any further in service, you would join these five hands that are lifted before we go any, more, any further in service today? Is there anyone else? If you raise your hand, if you'd please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today. And I confess and I admit that I've messed up and that I've sinned, but I ask for your forgiveness. God, I turn away from the life that I was living, I repent of it, and I turn to you. And I grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to lift you the rest of my days. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.